The Black Doctors Podcast highlights the stories of minority professionals with the goal of inspiring others. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others, because the next generation can't be what they don't see. Tune in every Monday to hear our stories told by us. Hello and welcome to the Black Doctors Podcast. I'm Stephen, your host. So excited to be speaking with a very special guest, Ms. Connie King. She is the founder of the Black America Resource Directory. She founded this as an online platform that contains services nationwide to help address problems associated with social services, humanitarian assistance, business, and even wealth building opportunities. Um, she has definitely been a supporter of the podcast from the very beginning, so I'm so honored to have her on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Bradley. Um, may I call you Stephen, if, uh, yes, if, we are, please. if that is okay? Um, I was so inspired by the uh, research and the information that I had found when we were looking for um, diversity diversity uh, type of doctors uh, in the healthcare profession in order to uh, list them on our platform. The Black America Resource Directory is an online virtual community in which we've established and created for Black Americans to have a space. We know that our experiences are unique and a little bit different. Uh, than some of the uh, other cultures that that are here in the uh, United States. So we wanted to have a platform in which we could uh, feel comfortable if someone wanted to uh, find a doctor or physician or a dentist or a mental health therapist that looked like them. We know that studies show that people are more inclined to visit a practitioner uh, if they feel more comfortable with uh, who that individual person is, uh, if it's reflective and representative of them. And that's pretty much uh, where we had started our research. And then, of course, our research had taken us down uh, the path where we had discovered uh, the Black Doctors podcast. And we thought that that would be a (laughs) wonderful partnership in which we would be able to either share information or provide information or disseminate information either through our spotlight programs or our our special feature programs. But one thing that we were a little bit uh, concerned about and we want to address, and hopefully we can do that because if you read our uh, mission and our concept, it it indicates that we want to help uplift and curate Uh, the Black community. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we went even further and we started looking at the statistics, how many uh, African-American or Black American healthcare providers are there and is a representative of our population. And unfortunately, it was a little, it was disproportionate in terms of uh, the numbers. And our goal was, okay, we know that we have students who uh, would like to attend medical, stu- uh, medical um, enter into the medical profession. I don't know how many of those individuals from high school level or middle school or elementary mm-hmm. school level are being targeted for that because we need to fill the gap in terms of our population. Our population grows so will our uh, healthcare providers in order to meet the demands of our people to help out with um, uh, situations and challenges that they're facing in their lives. 
Absolutely. I love it. And clearly you were very moved to start an organization this um, this big and with a focus on inspiring and impacting our community. Where, where are you from, Miss King? What, what's your background? I, I'm, a, I'm a native of California. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, my degree is in sociology and psychology. I also um, started a nonprofit um, after uh, the Rodney King incident back in 1992, in which we were trying to encourage students who were at risk who lived in the housing development, that was our target, to pursue careers in math and science. So some kind of way I've always been involved in the math and science uh, end of it. We sent kids to space camp in Huntsville, Alabama. We had a program with Rockwell International in which they would uh, provide stipends for students. So that passion uh, has carried me uh, through, uh, especially to this project, it was an idea. I faced some challenges with my son, who was 23, um, mm-hmm. came back home and had admitted uh, to, you know, not doing some of the things that he was supposed to have been doing when he was away in college. And I knew that this was not the Uh-oh. kid that I had raised. And I wanted, uh, yeah. went in search to find help. And this is how the project was born, not being able to easily and accessible identify resources that would help me and my family through this process here. I mean, so you said born and raised in, in L.A., so I know you saw some things growing up, and then you studied sociology? Correct. So sociology and psychology. What led you to study that in college? Well, you know what? I'm a people person. I'm a people person. Always have liked people. People have fascinated me. Um, sociology is a study of groups. Uh, the the goal was to become a sociology lawyer in which I can handle class action suits and those type of major type of uh, laws and those type of things that will affect our community. So I went to law school for two years, decided that I wanted to save the world, became a parole officer with the California Youth Authority. Oh, wow. And um it just has kind of blossomed and taken off in different directions. I owned my own uh, wedding business for 18 years in Los Angeles. So that was uh, an interesting and uh, an interesting journey at that particular time. Um, so I enjoy working with individuals and I think I'm a fix-it person. So I like helping um, mm. in whatever capacity that, um, that I can. Yeah, so I'm curious, you know, in your role as that parole officer, what did you see in regards to our community? Did that increase your drive and desire to help other people? What I saw as a parole officer was the resources that we were lacking. It was very evident that we had various clients from all walks of life, all backgrounds, If I went out and I did a community assessment report on one individual and they may have uh, lived in an area where, you know, poverty uh, may have been surfacing, I may have gone the same day to another client who lived maybe in an affluent area. So the resources that were being provided even by the state with our wards and our inmates were different because it was community-based. What was local, what was available, what was near 
to uh, individuals in their particular community, and it looked a little bit different than uh, in other communities. So right then and right there, we realized that there was definitely disparity um, in terms of the services that's being provided. We found that same uh, information to be true, not even not too long ago, uh, we are working with uh, colleges across California, and they have a program called Umoja, and it's a diversity uh, portion of the college campuses on the, at a community level. And what they were saying is that our concern was how come African-American students were not completing their college experience. They were enrolling in college, but they were not completing mm -hmm. it. And one of the studies indicated that it was a lack of resources that were available to them. So now we're in partnership with Emoja and helping us to identify the type of resources that students are saying that they need in order to help them continue on with their education. And those resources will be listed on the platform as well under a section that's uh, entitled uh, student resources or college res college student resources in which they can go and they know that they have access. The beauty of uh, the Black America Resource Directory, we have the capabilities to be in all the zip codes across the United States. So right now we have 474 resources listed on the platform. Uh, we are powered wow. by Aunt Bertha and all you have to do is Go on to the site, type in your zip code, type in the type of uh, keyword or information that you're looking for, and it will come up in your particular uh, area. So that was kind of like one of our big accomplishments that we were able to do that. And we just continue to start, uh, continue to build our uh, database of diverse service providers. And that's why the partnership with you and your podcast is so important because we want to say, okay, if you are a student and you are interested in pursuing a medical career, we have some items that can help you uh, accomplish that. Mm -hmm. We are also working with some of the other uh, organizations who provide scholarships to make sure that we can either give uh, some free scholarships to students or just provide them with direction in terms of how they can go about um, the challenges of even thinking that they can attend medical school. So that is uh, one of our goals. Did you say 474 resources on the website? We have 474,000 resources. And those, oh. and those resources range anywhere from food, housing, transportation, health, uh, care facilities. Um, if you go on our website, you'll see the menu bar in which you can access a number of uh, resources. Now, the resources is for everyone. When, when I say for everyone, we do have a section where we're saying find Black resources, and that is mm -hmm. through uh, Black-owned or Black-operated nonprofit organizations or community-based organizations, as well so as our service providers, our doctors, our lawyers, and our attorneys. That's one aspect of it. The full gamut, which is the fine help resources that's part of the Black America Resource Directory, that's the one that's nationwide. Wow. So how long did it take uh, you to to compile this incredibly vast list of resources? 
I would say seriously about six months uh, in terms of working. Now, the 474000 was already created. So that's powered by Aunt Bertha. So only thing that I'm doing, I'm partnering with Aunt Bertha in order to be able to utilize gotcha. the widget that they have given me. And I can also share that widget uh, with other service providers. So for instance, you um, uh, have a, a private practice and you see a patient. Well, you may be seeing that patient for one thing, but maybe that patient just lost their job. Or maybe their son or daughter is going to college and they need information. Well, all you have to do is say, okay, well, here, go on to my website, click here, and you can search. You have the same capabilities that I have. And that's what I'm providing to our service providers as well. So to the nonprofits who get listed on our website. So you'll have that same capability to do that as well. And we have a couple of our, our practitioners that are doing that now who serve uh, wow. in undeserved communities. So you mentioned a couple of times, Aunt Bertha. Okay. Who, who's okay, Aunt Bertha? So, sorry about that. So Aunt Bertha, uh, we're powered by Aunt Bertha. So sometimes if you go on a website and you look all the way down at the bottom at the footer of it and you say powered by uh, GoDaddy or powered by Google. Okay. So we're powered by them, meaning that they provide the access to the search bar. So, and that's gotcha. my partnership with them is that they allowed me to put their search bar on my website. So our users can have that access to the 474 uh, resources that they've been building for the last 10 years. Gotcha. So that's very, very, very powerful. And and if people know that it exists, they can take advantage of right. it. Right. And that's the that's the key. We're trying to get the word out that it exists. In in addition to that exhaustive list of resources, what else does the uh the program offer, the Black America Resource Director? Well, we know that we're not always in a crisis mode, but we do have crisis intervention. We have eight various uh, different crisis intervention listed on the site. When I was going through my experience, I called a uh, hotline. And guess what I, what, was, what I was told? Please leave your name and your number and someone will get back to you. And I'm like, no, oh, no. you are a hotline. <laughs> so that was so disappointing. And I'm like, I am a little stressing out here, you know, and I need some help. And when I called to find that help, um, I was told to leave my name and my number and that somebody would get back to me. So we wow. have a, a hotline uh, area on there as well. We're really uh, uh, excited about our blog, and that's where we have had you featured on. We have a Did You Know section. And the Did You Know section is that before I started this project, I was unaware that we had had a Black Queen of England back in 1700s. And unbeknownst to me, when I did my research, yes, we had our very first Black Queen in which uh, hmm. Queen Elizabeth had went as far as telling uh, Meghan Markle you're not the first black queen. So that information is on the information that is educational. It's kind of fun fact type of information. We have the information on there about the Bruce's Beach. So things that 
we may not yeah. necessarily just be sitting at our computers on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe it's in conversation. We hear about these things or on the news or whatever the case may be. So we wanted to make sure that we have a section on there that was entertaining and that it was also educational and informative about Black Americans. That's awesome. I'll have to check, check that out. So, uh, Ms. King, when did you start the Black America Resource Directory? I started the Black America Resource Directory after uh, the murder of Brother Floyd. And this mm -hmm. was something in which um, I have to admit, um, I was focusing in on retiring in a couple of years. So I didn't want any other projects. I had enough on my plate and something kept gnawing at me and gnawing and gnawing. And I ran the idea at that time was just an idea by a couple of friends, close associates, and they thought that it was a need. We need it. We don't have anything like this for our community. We don't have a go-to directory in which everything is kind of housed up under one central location, which is easy and accessible to find various information or resources or things that we are looking for in our community. So um, as a result of that, I think I have to go back to the question, what was the question again? Did I answer it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you did. You say you started this uh, this organization after we lost uh, Floyd. Right, right. And, and, and at that point, it was a concept. I think I really got serious about it um, once I started uh, developing the website and trying to look and see which would be the best way in order to present the website, what information would need to be contained on there, what do we actually need? We did a couple of surveys and we had some great responses from the surveys. And that is what led us to identify the different categories in which uh, we have mm -hmm. this on the site. We had the military, we have, as I indicated, the health and wellness, we have environmental uh, information that's on there as well. We have our uh, service providers and we have food and um, farmers. So we deal with the farmers. We try and promote uh, uh, farmers here locally in the Compton area. We have, it's called Compton Farms. Um, so we do things that are based on the uh, needs assessment that uh, individuals who participate in the survey has suggested. Wow. And then how did you go about developing a team or, or building a team to work with? Well, through word of mouth, um, told a couple of people about what I was doing. And it, through the referrals, actually, the Small Business Development Center here in California has been instrumental from day one when it was just a concept, when it was just an idea. And they assigned me to a counselor, which was a marketing counselor. And this was free of charge um, because, of course, I was just now starting out and didn't have uh, the revenue and the funds to support it. And through them, they put me in contact with a web developer um, who also put me in contact with the marketing. And I'm still working with those individuals today, and that's a, a year later. So what I had to do, I had to learn how to build a website. I had to go through the functionalities mm -hmm. and see how to do that. Since that time, I've gone through, um, I do have a product a product manager, and we kind of take a look at the website from a product viewpoint and say, okay, what do we need to do in order to support the product? How do we define and make sure that our messaging is clear about what 
is going to be housed, how people are going to be accessed, how it's going to benefit individuals, how we're going to measure those benefits. So it was pretty much uh, a team effort. I do have a social media uh, individual that uh, works with me. Um, I also have a uh, web developer, a website designer who actually kind of helped do the layout and functionality. So it's a team of about five or six, um, not fully staffed. So we're more on a consulting uh, type of basis. I'm also part of the female founders group. And that group has some remarkable programs that they offer um, to women who are starting business, minority women um, who are starting business. So I use pretty much those resources that that I can yeah. in order to accomplish uh, the goals. Yeah, sounds like you're very resourceful and you worked very efficiently to to get to where you are today. Thank you. Thank you. And you, you said you were preparing for retirement I, when you did all this? I want I, to retire in two and a half years. If, if, if all, <laughs> everything works out in the universe, you know, is in alignment with me, okay? So it, it's about that time. Yeah, sounds, sounds like you're ramping, ramping back up. Uh, since, since you started, what has the feedback been for the resource directory? You know, positive, very positive, very positive um, in terms of the key word that I keep hearing is we need it. There's a need for mm-hmm. it. Once you go on the on the website and you look at the testimonials that's down at the bottom, I think we have about four or five. The key word that that strand that runs through it is that we need it. So obviously we were we were lacking something because I couldn't find the information that I needed, and others are indicating the same thing. When people are taking a look at the website, just kind of like aesthetically, they're like, oh my God, Mm. and things work. So it's still a work in progress because we're still building uh, upon it. And we've been less than a year, well, almost approximately about a year. So we're still building on it. So we asked for uh, some patience. I think it's very well designed. I think it's laid out. I think it has functionalities in it. You can refer a uh, another nonprofit or a practitioner or just someone in your area that's doing a, a great job and we will highlight them. We do have the area where we do spotlights and features on the front page as well. So as I indicated on our blog page, um, but the main thing in the, in the one key thing that I would like to make sure that before we, um, Uh, you know, in our conversation is that we want to focus on how we can encourage and attract African-American students at what point, I don't know if if there's any study groups Mm -hmm. that are out there, or I know I've looked at a couple of things from Pew Research in terms of how to uh, get minority students' interest. And it's not always a doctor or an, a, a, a obstetrician or whatever the case may be. In some cases, it's administrative uh, healthcare professionals. Right. So we also want to encourage and say, okay, here's the whole package. These are the fields that are available uh, to you and begin 
early on in directing them in that direction. And I think it's going to collectively take us uh, all by one form or another in order to get there. You know, you're doing it through the podcast. Um, in certain instances, um, other people are doing it through their platforms. We're saying we're just, we're an added resource that we're hoping that we can attract students and make that part of our educational uh, commitment. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And even with the Black Doctors podcast, I, I keep it fairly open-ended because there's more to life than becoming a physician. Uh, I try to feature pharmacists, dentists, as well as other professional careers. Because like you mentioned, you know, what about the healthcare administrators? Because, you know, medicine's not for everybody. Maybe you find out that that's not what you want to do. But did you know that this career path existed where you could be in healthcare administration? So um, absolutely agree that we just need to increase this exposure and give students the resources that they need, which you are are definitely doing. And what uh, age groups are you targeting or what resources do you have for each kind of specific age group? Okay, so right now we have the college, we, we're working with the colleges. Um, our goal is to, and we wanted to, to solidify that and get that particular program and partnership started. And then we're working mm-hmm. our way back to the middle school. Or to the high school, I think more so the high school uh, would be our next uh, stopping point, pretty much in terms of who we will be targeting, because we want to get college students, especially like even at the community level, and that's why we partner with Umoja because at the community level, you still have you're not in high school, so you still have uh, some of the level of maturity to say okay. I may be wanting to go into this particular field or this particular direction. So at the community college level, if we can get, uh, you know, students interested at that level, we have access to 70 different community colleges here in California. And then once we do that, we can expand into other states um, in terms of trying to not cookie cutter, but use a similar type of format in order to go into other states as well. But we started with California because that's where, uh, you know, the business is and that's where the program uh, pretty much is, is here in California. But our goal is to help um, and at some point expand, you know, to other states as well. It's probably the best state in the union. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I'm a native. (laughs) I'm a native. Californians, uh, you guys love love California. At least it's not Florida. Nobody likes Florida. (laughs) So, uh, Ms. King, and and, and I think this is so important. It's such a powerful resource because even for myself and other physicians and people that work in the healthcare field, we're starting to focus more on the social determinants of health. And that means, you know, what is the environment that our patients are coming from? What is their educational level, their resource level, um, the, the socioeconomic status? And as we start to realize that all these things play a role and impact our patients' health oh, yes, definitely. and the medical conditions we see, we can have these other resources. We can target, point them to uh, the Black America Resource Directory that, hey, I, I'm here to put you to sleep and wake you up, but 
if you need help with this, if you want your kid to get into college, check this out and and you can, you know, be able to help yourself to this resource. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, Miss King, thank you so much for joining us on the show. You know, as, as we, we close out, you know, what would you say to folks, you know, where can they find everything that you're up to? What other programs? Because I think you had some other outreach type programs that you were doing with the college students, maybe a conference or something to that effect? Yeah, we have the Emoja. We have a campaign that we're starting now. It's called Tell a Friend. Um, in terms mm, yes. of our goal is to reach 10K, uh, 10K users, visitors on the site. So we're starting and saying if everyone tells 10 people, to visit, to check us out, to uh, give us feedback, give us suggestions, make sure that we're in line with what uh, our community, and I know it'll be a little bit different. Uh, everybody's needs are, 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 are different. One thing uh, before we close out, I do want to say the reason why I'm, I'm making that particular comment is because it's not exclusive. We had a family, a grandparents, they came on and they had a biracial granddaughter. And because she was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia, they wanted to find more information out about sickle cell anemia. So they came on our site, they were Caucasian, but they found information regarding sickle cell anemia where they may or may not have, you know, found it in other uh, yeah. uh, communities also. So in closing out, we want to say, let people know that we're here. If you find something uh, or if you don't find it, please let us know. We can make sure that we can track down that information. But for the most part, at least take a look at it and see if it's something that uh, will be beneficial to you and your family in terms of finding the type of help um, and information and just some fun facts. Absolutely. And if you could shout out the contact information for the website and for your socials. Okay. Black... America Resource Directory org. That's the uh, website. The social media, we are on Facebook. We are um, Instagram, not, I mean, we're on Instagram, but it, it needs to be a little bit updated. So you can find us on Facebook or you can find us at the Black America Resource Directory if you want to send us an email. It's blackamericaresourcedirectory at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And thank you, Dr. Stephen Bradley, for this opportunity. Absolutely. We'll definitely include those links in the show notes so you can go there and get access to these resources. Ms. King, thank you so much for joining us and sharing the Black Resource Directory because representation matters. Definitely, definitely. The Black Doctors Podcast is a nonprofit volunteer passion project with the goal of inspiring all who listen. Tune in next week for another episode of the Black Doctors Podcast with Dr. Stephen Bradley.